Welcome to Around the Table. Singing hymns together has always been part of our worship services. Have you ever wondered why? What is special about music, and how does God use it in His church? Enjoy a conversation about this powerful gift, and then come back in a couple weeks for part two on evaluating music. Next to the Word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the Word. This is expressed by Martin Luther, and I think the scripture echoes that, as music and singing is prominently displayed throughout the scriptures. Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2 says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. In the scriptures, the Lord directs his faithful to sing praises at a rate only best by his commandment that we would love one another. I'd like to welcome each of you to join us as we will be discussing thoughts about music, what it means to us, why it is important, what God has to say about music in his word. I'm Matt Manns, and I serve our congregation in Toledo, Ohio. I'm married to Deanna, and we're raising five children, a range in age from 14 to 7 years old. Oh, Matt, what a pleasure it is to visit about this topic. I appreciate your thoughts. I read somewhere recently that um, anthropologists have found that in every society from the beginning that they've studied, they've found evidence that there was music in every culture. So I think it's obvious that it is an amazing gift from God to mankind. It makes us distinct and set apart from all of his creation, except for the trees that'll break forth, or the hills that will break forth into singing, as it says in Isaiah 55. Obviously, that's a metaphor, but what a gift and what a blessing. I doubt if we'll hardly scratch the surface of this topic, but I sure enjoy the opportunity to visit with you. I'm Herb Knuckle, and I serve in the Phoenix and Prescott churches, and I'm grateful to be here with you. Matt, as we begin music and worship, I wonder what are some of the history of music? You've already given some in scripture. And as we utilize it in our church services, can you speak to us a little bit about that? There are countless scripture in both the Old and the New Testament where God's people are engaged in song and music. They sing and play music in times of triumph, deliverance, praise, joy, in an effort to soothe their spirits at times that are very adverse, inspiration and awe when trials are pressing, when emotions are high and really most any circumstance we can find ourselves in during our lives. A couple of examples that stand out to me in uh, the scripture of 1 Samuel chapter 16, I think we'll find this very um, familiar to us. Verse 23 says, It came to pass when an evil spirit was upon Saul that David took a harp and played. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. And it seems that the soothing music from the harp was really able to quiet the turmoil that was brewing in King Saul's heart and allow him to settle his spirit to the point that he was able to function again, which seemed to be a, a difficult problem for him. So Matt, would you say that it doesn't sound like there was any uh, vocal? He wasn't singing words. He was just playing on the harp. Strictly the tones that came from the heart, harp were perhaps causing the evil spirit to depart and somehow introducing the Holy Spirit of God back to Saul to a degree that he could begin to function again. Would you say that might be true? 
I would say for sure that the, the Spirit of God was very alive and evident in that circumstance. I think both through the the uh, the man David and also through the playing of that yeah. music. So yeah, it just stuns me that there were no words associated with maybe it was a familiar hymn that they sung with words and all he did is play the music part and the words then formed in Saul's head and heart like it so often does us when we listen to instrumental instrumental music of our uh, of our favorite hymns but i find that really interesting it's just the music i think it's it's a special thought you share there brother herb you know for, for myself i don't know that i've always had that same appreciation for music at least in the younger years of my life but as time's gone on and i think through the influence of of my wife and in um Others, I've grown to appreciate music and instrumental music as well, be it on a, a piano or a classical music, just to name a couple of medium that have become special to me over time. I, I can feel that ability it has to sort of, sort of settle my heart when there's some turmoil or trouble it's in my life. Amazing. It uh, seems to have a special calming effect. That's and truly amazing. I really feel that, that God's Spirit's able to work in that special way. So do you have some other scriptures that have come to your mind? Another part of scripture that is pretty outstanding to me is in the book of Acts in chapter 16. It records when Paul and Silas were in prison and at a time when their lives were really in the hands of others. And in very adverse situations, they found the opportunity to pray and to sing praises to God. And during that time, it says uh, in the scripture that the prisoners heard them. I just wonder what kind of impact their attitude had on their fellow prisoners. You know, did they hear the gospel through the songs that evening? Uh, Did the general thanksgiving that they heard when when Paul and Silas that were imprisoned really alongside them cause them to consider what was special and different about those two men? It was certainty. When the earthquake occurred and the foundations of the prison were shaken, God's power was called to attention. The jailer was ready to give up on life at that point, but God's servants spared them from a devastating end. And on the contrary, keepers of the prison begged of Paul the question, what must I do to be saved? And undoubtedly, the hymns and prayer, that were, were they were an avenue to open communication with others. And it was an effective way to share the love of Jesus. That is so inspiring. And when I hear, when I read that passage, I wonder at what point they had to force themselves to get started, and then at what point the Spirit of God just took over, and it was like, I I can't stop. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but there have been times in my life when it was time to sing, and if my heart was just not in the greatest place in the world, um, I pushed myself a little bit, and before long, it was the easiest thing in the world. It changes us in some way. It's Yeah, that's a stunning example. That's for sure. Well, Herb, any, any uh, scripture? Or, yeah, or? so there's, uh, as you pointed out, there's myriad scriptures that are amazing examples of how music, God presents himself in music. But one that uh, I just thought about recently is that time that Jehoshaphat was being threatened by the Moabites and Ammonites and the, the people of Seir, and uh, it, it, they didn't stand a chance, the Israelites. And Jehoshaphat was pleading and praying for help. And God said his prophet and said, the battle is mine. Stand still and I will make this happen. And so I think it was the next day. I don't remember exactly, but 
um, the, I think it was the next day, they went out to face this army, and somehow they decided to put the singers and the musicians up front. The swordsmen were in the back, and the musicians were willing to just go out front, and they came, um, I think it's Praise the Lord for His Mercy Endureth Forever, was the sum total of the song. And it says when they sang that God came down and caused those men to fight each other, and not the hilt of one sword is not necessary for the uh, Israelites to touch. God did it all. Sort of seems like a backwards military strategy as we look at it in a practical sense today. Doesn't, doesn't it, though? And, and the singers that they're willing to say, sure, you guys stand back. We'll stick take the front row of this. We'll, we'll see the points of the swords first. <laughs> I agree. It's pretty powerful. So um, why is uh, music important to us as Christians and actually to apostolic Christians specifically? I think that first and foremost, God commands us in his scriptures to sing. Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 say, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So God commands us to sing, and I believe when we do, he blesses that. I think he does that by lifting our spirits by encouraging ourselves and, and others as well. I think when we sing, as, as when we preach the word, God's word is able to dwell in us. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, we know it very well. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, also in, in our typical congregational singing, it's a way that we praise and worship God with one voice. As when we do that at the various times we sing during our worship services or get together during singings, it's it's an opportunity to unite us together. That, that is so true. I'm sure you have other thoughts, Brother Herb, I'd welcome them. Yeah, so um, it, it kind of makes me think of our elder conferences when it's all men's voices and uh, the prominent sound that's being Sung is bass, and it makes those hymns sound totally different. There are a few tenors and a few lead parts. I don't think I've ever heard an alto in our elder conferences, especially because we start in the morning when everybody's just getting up and getting going. But uh, it makes me miss the sisters' voices, and I so appreciate that. It draws us together. We lift our voices as one person, but singing very different harmonious parts. Um, and it is a truly amazing gift. I, I'm grateful for it. And you talked a little bit about Ephesians. The self-talk that we as human beings have can really be changed if we speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And uh, what a blessing that is. That music can actually change our self-talk uh, in a stunning way. Now, I think it, it, James even says, as any marry, let him sing. It, yeah. Singing becomes an expression of our joy. And if we're sorrowful, or if we've experienced sorrow, there is a sound in uh, the human voice that is unmistakably deep. It gives depth to the tones that probably nothing else can. I really appreciate this part of our conversation and would just encourage you, Matt. How does... God inspire you 
or us, but personally you through music? I think music has an interesting way of stirring our emotions in memory. A couple examples that have kind of struck me over time. It seems if I'm in a, a department store or a restaurant sometimes, I'll hear a song that can take me back in my life. Sometimes it takes me back to a place that maybe I don't need to go back to. I, I think sometimes I'll, I'll hear a song and it'll put me in the front seat of my buddy's El Camino <laughs> as we're going from the local A&W to our baseball game as a high school person. And um, some of the music we listened to then wasn't so edifying, but it just makes the point that it has a way of triggering our minds and, and taking us to a, a different place in time. Isn't that true? There was a song that was special to my mother. I didn't always know that, but I came to learn that in, in later years of her life, and we sang it at her funeral. And there's very little that stirs my emotions like when we sing that song, whether it be in church or I listen to it on my phone or, or wherever it is, it just takes my thoughts to my mom and special places that times we spent together. And so God inspires us, I think, in those ways. I think he reaches us the deep feelings evoked by music. I think he fills us with his Holy Spirit mm. by worshiping through music. We see that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. I think that God responds to our offerings in music. In 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, at the conclusion of the offerings of treasures for Solomon's temple, we see God respond to the, the people and their songs. And one other thing I find very interesting is I believe he readies our hearts through music and song. To me, it's with great comfort and appreciation when the congregation sings hymns with inspiration before we make our way to the pulpit yes. for a service. It's kind of hard, really, for me to express how much this time of singing calms my heart and spirit before it's, it's time to share the message. Yes. It's said by by an, an old individual years ago, beautiful music is the art of the prophets that can calm the agitations of the soul. It is one of the most magnificent and delightful presents God has given us. And I feel that as well, Brother Herman. I'm sure you have examples where yeah. God inspires your, you through Your uh, story about your mom's favorite song that you didn't find out about till later in life, and then now that you've heard it at her funeral, same with my father, who passed away 12 years ago, a song that was sung at his funeral, um, Hymns of Zion. It was uh, a farewell song. Now has come the time of parting from this place of blessed accord. And sure. I cannot sing that song and not get choked up and remember my dad in ways that, you know, he loved that song when he was alive and we sang it at his funeral. So, yeah. What an, it's, it is a gift. It is a present, as you said. But my memories from music go back to my childhood 
when I first began to notice um, and hear the tones and wonder what the meaning of it was, I remember a specific experience. I was probably sixth or seventh grade in Sunday school, and I was standing next to one of my friends. His name was Jeff Rokey, and Jeff was an amazing musician. He played uh, a lot of different instruments at a very young age. He was gifted. Jeff subsequently passed away from cystic fibrosis as a brother in Christ when he was 21. But I remember asking him, what are you singing? He was singing alto. Neither of our voices had changed yet. And he showed me the lines. And he said, I'm following those things called notes down there on the bottom of the treble cleft. And just follow me. And I learned from an early age that I can be like a parrot. And I can mimic sounds that I hear. And I mimicked him. And I had an idea whether he's going up or down because I was watching those notes too above the words. And before long, I found out I could sing. And that really began my journey with music in a new and profound way. But one of the most joyful experiences with music that I can remember is, and I didn't think about it then as much, but our family sang all the way to church on a regular basis, pretty much every Sunday. And it was a pretty good ride, maybe 30 minutes or so. And uh, I never knew exactly why mom and dad chose the songs they did, but I found out later. I figured it out when I would ask my family to sing on the way to church, too. It was when my sister began to sing alto, they would sing Down on My Knees that has an alto lead part in the chorus. And then when us boys, my older brother and I, began to be able to sing bass because our voices had changed, then they started leaning in towards songs that had a bass solo in them. And I'll never forget, there's sometimes you go to church and you just weren't into it. You know, you're just a teenager and just maybe a little grouchy and not into it. And and we're in this tiny space, this little car. And uh, when it was time for the bass line to go, if you didn't jump in, why, the song would stop. <laughs> Mom would turn around and say, is everything all right, Herbie? And <laughs> anyhow, I, I got to say that walking into church after singing all the way there, especially some songs with uh, those kind of, you know, I don't know, uh, um, fun little bass runs and so on. It was hard not to walk into church with a little bounce in my step. It just changed the course of the day. And the same thing as you described going onto the pulpit, that last song right before we step onto the pulpit, I have that same sensation. If that song really went well, it's hard not to step up those steps with a little bounce. So those are some of the, just just a few of the amazing memories that music has invoked in my early years. And there are also times, Matt, I got to say, and I'm sure you've had this experience when, for whatever reason, a song that you've listened to maybe many times hits you in a new way. And it it brings your mind and your heart, your emotions all together. And you recognize you're in the presence of God. It usually happens to me when I'm in my truck listening to my playlist. It's just been a real pleasure that way, too. How about you? I appreciate you sharing those, Brother Herb. They're special times in our life. and Thanks for sharing those thoughts. Uh, maybe a couple of things that come to mind. I think that, that music is, is very unifying. Mm. I remember in high school before different events we would sing the national anthem together it could be opposing teams or 
whatever, but we'd all stand and sing the national anthem together or it would be played. I think it's special in that that anthem was something that united us around a cause that was much greater than the individual. We felt a, a great sense of togetherness, even in a setting where we would eventually compete with each other. I think in a spiritual sense, singing is able to do something similar, not necessarily in a competitive way, but no matter the difficulty or the, the struggle of the times we're in or the generation that we're a part of or experiences we've had in life, singing to God with the brethren is able to draw us together in unity in a way that very few other activities are able to do. At least that's the experience that I've come to understand. So true. Yeah, maybe from a, a personal sense, I was admonished, I think. Recently, there was a, a fellow at work that I've been good friends with for many years. He was maybe about 55 or so. A very, very good leader, very good work ethic. I learned a lot from him, so sort of as a mentor uh, through some of my early years of as a leader at work. But as a Christian person, he was uh, not as mature as he'd come to Christ a little later in his life. But he come to work one day, and it was in the morning, uh, not always my finest hour. It was pretty early in the morning, and uh, he had his phone out, and he said, you got to listen to this song. You're going to be amazed by it. And so I said, okay, what do you got? And he starts playing it, and the song is Amazing Grace. And I've heard Amazing Grace thousands of times in my life, and and I enjoy the sure. song. But I'd never felt that sense of of overjoy or appreciation from a song. So I, I felt a little bit um, chastised sure. that morning, but in a good way. I think it's a way that the Spirit's able to work. And, you know, I, I don't know that I've been moved by Amazing Grace in quite that same way, but I have been moved by other hymns. And there was a time in, in my life, just not so long ago, that was difficult, uh, facing some some various troubles and, and uh, seemed, seemed just to uh, be down a little bit maybe. And there's a, a song titled, Jesus Draw Me Ever Nearer. And that song has, has touched my heart over these past couple of years. Uh, my wife made a plaque of that. And it hangs in my office at home. You know, one of the lines goes, Jesus draw me ever nearer as I labor through the storm. And the words of that song just seem to fit my situation so well. And as I see that plaque on my wall, it, brings me to a place of remembrance and a place of appreciation that God did not leave me when times were difficult. Rather, he carried me. And uh, we see that evidence through the scripture. We see that evidence in our own life. I think that we see that evidence in our church families. That is amazing. And I've had this a similar experience, not with that song, as you pointed out, <laughs> It's unique to us each at a point in time in our lives. And one of the things that fascinates me about music is the connection it has with memory. And it's amazing how you sing a song, you put words to melody, and you're able then to recall those words without the melody. 
it helps memorization in a very stunning way. And so what a blessing. As we said, I said at the beginning, the gift of music is something that makes us unique above all of God's creation. And is it possible that it is one of the ways that we are made in His image? Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.